0: Every team. Every topic. Everywhere. This is Believe. The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: Don't pump, I'm better dance, dance. wear these spandex pants, pants. My ass looks good when I dance, dance. Don't pump, I'm just dance, dance. Hi everybody. Welcome to Superficial Magic the most magical place on the internet. Today I am coming to you from Joshua Tree. Um, we are joined by a certified oracle priestess. She's a spiritual guide. She does cacao priestess ceremonies and her name is Angela La Agua. Hello there. Hi Angela. Hello. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. We are also with, you know, superficial magic favorite Dana Moon. Hi, guys. We came down here last night to do a ceremony with you. um, Mm -hmm. And it was absolutely unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for having us and Mm -hmm. for letting us do that with you. We want to kind of tell people about it and about you and um, bring them up to speed with what we did last night and how they can do stuff like it in their own lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, you were telling us you live in Joshua Tree. Yes. You have for seven years. Mm-hmm. Before that, you lived in Silver Lake where we live. Mm-hmm. So how does one go from a very busy city part of life to living. I mean, you live literally in the middle of nowhere. It's gorgeous, Mm -hmm. but there's, there's no one around. Mm -hmm. How does this transformation happen? Well, um, okay. So I was, yeah, living
2: in the city in LA and I've always, like I, I was sharing earlier that I have lived in Southern California my whole life. And I've always lived in some sort of city um, experience. And L.A. was the, the, the four years I lived in Silver Lake was the first time I was in the proper city. And um, that's definitely where I really became aware of the fact that I was really disconnected to myself. Um, I'm really uh, so absorbent, and I I have a lot of Pisces and water in my birth chart. And, and it's a beautiful thing, but it also can... Make for a lack of boundaries within knowing where I end and the next person begins. so empathetic. and so, yeah, very, very much. so um, i I just didn't know who I was. and I started um questioning the things that I was drawn to in my in my life, whether or not they were authentic to me or whether or not I was simply enjoying something that was someone else's authentic joy. I really didn't know. I didn't know what music I really liked. I didn't know what clothes I was really drawn to. I just felt so unaware of who I really was. And there was just so many things happening in my life at the time. Um, It was my late 20s. I was entering my Saturn return, which is a, a time where it can bring up a lot of crisis. Um, and, and so that was my crisis time where I was recognizing things weren't working in my life and they just hadn't been for,
1: for a long time. You said patterns started to emerge. I feel like that's how we all kind of get the realization in our late twenties when we just start noticing the patterns and we're like, oh boy, this is, this is me. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah yeah and so it was patterns in um in the jobs i was taking not working out and in relationships and um just different connections and and i'm just grateful that i had the presence of mind um to have that awareness and and wake up to the fact that i didn't want these patterns to continue anymore and i didn't know what to do anymore and so i just decided that up until that point, I thought that I knew everything. And
1: <laughs> what, what line of work were you in to this, at this point?
2: <clears throat> it was varied, but um, that was just one of the signs. Like I didn't really have a steady um, vocation. I was uh, more than anything, I was involved in the art world, and I worked for a museum for many years. I worked for uh, an artist as an assistant. I worked in um, fashion, in, in retail as an assistant buyer for a few years, and. I yeah none of it resonated for like what my my true purpose in this life was and I just didn't know I was just happy doing what other people wanted me to do oh wow so I was a very much and I still am like it, it's always been about being in service but at the time um, I didn't have any sense of um, doing that in an authentic way. It was just a a people pleaser sort Mm -hmm. of, um, life that I was living. That was so
0: relate mm -hmm. to that. And I, I mean, like you talking about not knowing what was yours, like that was my whole childhood and Mm -hmm. like most of my twenties where I like thought I was crazy. And I think it's everyone who's a highly sensitive person. Mm -hmm. You think you're crazy because you're, you take on and feel what other people are going through. And you don't know what it is. Right. So how do, I guess my question would be like, how do we figure out how to do that without moving to a cabin (laughs) in Joshua Tree? (laughs) Because I, like I'm living in LA and every time I come to Joshua Tree, I have intense energy rushed through my body. Mm -hmm. I am like vibrating. Hello. Mm -hmm. The highest. Mm -hmm. I mean, also last night was amazing. So. (laughs) Sound <laughs> could be it but it's like my whole drive here it just started like changing within my body and I was just mm-hmm. like I feel grateful like I feel like I can hear myself think and it's the quiet it's yeah. like there's not all these people around and like the energy right. and the noise and
2: right well i mean that's what became the key for me is um, my first trip out to Joshua Tree I'd never, I've would never i always lived in Southern California but I'd actually never been to the desert um, until about a year before I actually moved here and so it was this first time that I ever came out here um, that I immediately was drawn to the energy and felt different out here I felt this love immediately a mutual uh, love uh, between myself and the desert and and it's just like what everybody experiences when they're coming from a city environment out here it's just like the stillness and, and it's profound. And I noticed in LA, what I was spending a lot of my time, um, doing when I wasn't working was finding the nature, um, in the city. And so it was I like had these, um, hiking trail guidebooks for LA. I was just determined to, to find every (laughs) single nature spot in LA and I know it all. and, And so I, because there was so there's so much noise in the city in general, it's, it's extra noisy for extra sensitive people. And so, um, I think it applies for everyone though. I don't think it's, it's a matter of empaths versus non-empaths um but we all need to come into that place of stillness and silence to to connect with with our own truth and and to come into that space that allows for healing to take place on a on a regular basis and and the key for, well, for me it was coming to the desert because it was so intense for me that i i just felt this this cry for for nothingness for stillness for emptiness um, and solitude. And so that's what manifested for me. But I think um, for the average person who, who does live a city life, um, I think that can be man- maintained and, and achieved um, simply through uh, working with 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 this this conscious um, intention of connecting with nature and just and, and spiritual practice and meditation. It can be as simple as just having a meditation practice every day. Mm. But the key is is daily um practice of some kind.
1: Yeah, I mm-hmm. agree. Yeah. So what you you were telling us when when we first sat down that really a lot of your message is self love. Yeah. Which we are so lacking in the society. It's mm-hmm. insane. The way that mm-hmm. we talk to ourselves, the images that we're given. Mm-hmm. It's to love yourself is really rare. Mm-hmm And to have an open heart to yourself is really rare too. So the ceremony that we did last night, which I definitely want you to tell us some more about. Mm. And if you live in California, I so strongly recommend you doing this. Um, But it opens your heart. And I noticed that when my heart was open, I thought I would be feeling a lot of things for other people, which I did, but mostly it was just a lot of, Sadness for how I've been treating myself Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. 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 So how did you how did you Name that? How did you find out that that's what it was that you were lacking? Hmm.
2: Well, I think that that came from um, The journey that I began uh, when I when I did move out to Joshua Tree And when I came out here, I didn't know a single person um, I really entered this space in the best possible way, um, without any distraction. It was before Instagram, and um, <clears throat> there was there was just me and my cat, and a lot of time and space. And I came out here thinking that this was mostly going to be about um, having creative time to myself and producing artwork and and music and things like that. And what ended up happening is is the desert, um, basically. When you allow for it, it just, it, it takes you where you need to go. And even when you don't for allow, allow for it, the, the desert is an intense medicine. And I had the willingness at that time because I surrendered to the fact that I, I'm like, okay, I, d- I thought I knew everything in my 20s. I'm, I'm coming out here at the age of 31 and I am just open. I came out here with this really intentional openness that I had never um, connected with before and just ready to receive whatever life had for me. And through that um, openness, I was taken on a journey of self-healing that I didn't know that I needed. I didn't have that language back then. It
1: it kind of the process took over.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I just allowed for for myself to be um, guided. And I didn't have necessarily a spiritual practice in place um, aside from yoga. Oh my goodness. So
1: you were not no. the person that we see before. No. Say, were you like a party person? Um,
2: no, I wouldn't say that. I think I, I. don't think it's ever really been my um my thing, but I, I definitely was wrapped up in, in, in that kind of crowd for, for a while, like my early 20, 20s, I would say. Um, but I mean, I came to the desert with black hair and very pale skin and I've come... Completely transformed here. Yeah,
1: I mean your hair is, bl- is your hair is blonde. Beautiful, yeah, this and you're, is my natural color now. And yeah, that that cannot be. It's. I'm yeah. so jealous. In the sun, it's it's this is all everything's natural here. So, oh wait, that's actually so okay. funny that you said that because it looks like you have the Ramirez trans hair dye, which is this very expensive oh. thing in LA <laughs> that I always you saving up money to do and I was like where does she get that done out in the desert that's yeah <laughs> that's the desert's free <laughs> free beauty <laughs> and you're the tannest person I've ever seen without looking unhealthy with it like you're very tan so yes. okay yeah okay yeah.
0: I find that so like allowing life to happen and allowing your own unique path to like unfold and receive is a really challenging thing to do Mm -hmm. for most people
2: absolutely so that is like
0: hugely powerful of you to be like I'm gonna leave my life Mm -hmm. and move out here and be open Mm
2: -hmm. to you didn't even know I didn't know and that was I think that's such a key piece to the healing journey is to just agree, make that agreement with yourself that you're going to go on the journey, but not have an expectation of what that looks like. Because a lot of the time we have a goal in mind of what it is we're working toward. And so that creates this, this idea of, of it's going to be good when I get to this place and you're missing the whole point of the journey and, and like life happens, um, along the journey. And so if you, if you're, if you're thinking like I'm supposed to be directing myself toward this specific and um, goal, it just totally misses the point of the beauty of every single step and all the different ways that it can take you um, when you just kind of surrender and, and not necessarily um, have that, you know, oh, like if I take it the step this way, maybe. I might not get to that goal, you know, and it's, it's not about the goal. It's, it's about just the openness and, and finding the beauty and the, and the, um, and the meaning and every single little step along the way, because
0: that's where all the teachings are. I feel this is a lot of like surrendering mm-hmm. and that is something that is so difficult for me. And I go to, a lot of psychics I love Mm -hmm. talking to psychics (laughs) it's like I'm like why do you need therapy when you can go to a psychic and my thing is control (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people can relate to this or I'm just maybe saying that to make me feel better but it's like I want to control my life's purpose and my soul's purpose Mm -hmm. and I've been told so many times like you're getting in your own way you need to surrender
2: right right
1: Yeah.
0: You have to focus on something, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Like there has to be some goal, but you just have to be okay with it not happening.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a dance in a way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just kind of like having these intentions of what you're moving towards, but also just giving that space and allowance for it to shift if it needs to. And I think that's really important in this time that we're in, because things are changing so rapidly. And so a lot of the time, what I feel is that when we have a vision or a dream that we're excited about, um, we we do the steps to work towards it. But sometimes that that dream or that vision comes to us to take us the certain way. And then we, our, our high, high, higher guidance wants us to actually step into something else. And it's almost like embracing uh, this path of least resistance mm-hmm. to get you to a different place. And then that goal, that dream, that vision has suddenly yes. shifted. But we don't like go. It's, no. But it's like still working towards it on some level. Yes, indeed. That mm-hmm. is an Abraham Hicks quote.
0: Did you know that? Yeah. Yes. We love yeah. Abraham <laughs> Hicks. This is all about Abraham Hicks, really. All right. When I met Megan, I would listen to Abraham Hicks like forever. And I was like, kind of, I thought it was like weird. I judged myself. And I, for whatever reason, I was like, if anybody hears me, like, you know, I would like turn it down to so my ruins when not here. And then I would have these thoughts. I would listen to it every single night. And I was like, I just really want to meet a friend who's, who's into it as much as I'm into it. And then Megan's like, and then this bitch kicked open the door and was like, hey, was like, can we be best friends forever and make friends with everyone who's into this, too?
1: And we found her. I think it's interesting that you're saying this, too, because yesterday was the spring um, equinox. I, I mm-hmm. say it like the gym it's not equinox it's it's equinox, equinox. It's, it's fine it's okay either way it's your, you're good
0: it's spring equinox yeah it's like 24-hour fitness but it's nicer okay so yesterday was the spring equinox and
1: it's it's all about letting winter and all the things that have died kind of go mm-hmm. and it's hard in, in rebirthing but we i read this thing once that you can trap these certain kind of mon- monkeys and in some country because you put a little jar with a banana in it with a hole that they can put their hand in and they'll grab the banana but then they can't get their hand out Mm -hmm. with the banana Mm -hmm. still in their hand Mm -hmm. and they're not gonna let go of that banana so that's how they get trapped Mm -hmm. and there's so many things in winter that we need to let go of they're dead they're bananas that might look pretty and might taste delicious but they're not for us and we just Mm -hmm. have to let them kind of go Mm -hmm. and rebirth for spring
0: Mm -hmm.
1: is that what's happening is that
0: is that right are we all monkeys trying to get the banana (laughs) (laughs) tell us please
1: angela are we going to be okay how do we let go of the banana tell us to stop eating the rotten banana (laughs) (laughs) no it's not rotten you're missing the point did i'm okay fine um (laughs) how how do how do you let go of things because you let go of a lot. Mhm. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, because that's kind of the um the thing that blocks the ability for things to to flow is holding on to something that has served us um from before and and just like the the trajectory that we're on moving forward um is is not you know in in harmony with what that that old thing um was and so but we still we remember it and we're connected to it and so we're in this if we're if we're not in this present moment um we're still holding on to something that isn't in alignment with us anymore and and so it has so much to do with just being in the present moment and um continuously checking in and um, and asking the questions. So much of everything that I have shifted into and all the ways that I've transformed has come from asking questions about the most ordinary of things. Um, does this serve me? Mm-hmm. Um, just simple things about how I was eating. Um, the way that we care for our teeth. Um, just, just so many ordinary things that most of us don't ever think about. I just found myself starting to question everything and wondering if does this thing that I've done this particular way my whole life does this make sense anymore Um, and so I feel that I have come into some sort of like mastery honestly of, of that type of practice of just asking those questions continuously and it can be hard because at some point you know, you can find your flow and it feels really good. And you're just like, yes, like I'm in it. I'm in harmony. I'm totally in alignment with with my true self <laughs> and my path. And then, you know, and then something shifts. And and that's just that's life. It's embracing the change that
1: that's that's the the constant thing in life is change. Everything and changes. All we, all we really want to do. I'm speaking for myself and Dana is just have it start ticking along and you figured it out and here's what it is and this is how you show up and here's who you are yeah no you can't
0: yeah. I think I it's like we
1: all want to like crack the
0: code mm-hmm. right? exactly and
1: lazy and complacent and comfortable and just be like this is my purpose because that's why being a kid is so fu- like horrible but fun because it's like here's first period here's second period yeah. recess mm-hmm. lunch
0: go home snack. It's all mapped out. Mm -hmm. One thing that I do want to touch on that you said that was really beautiful is this serving me. I, this has been helping my life a lot. I have such negative self-talk and thought patterns Mm -hmm. and I do stand up comedy and Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll have a great set and then I'll, I'll find something Mm -hmm. that I was off with the timing Mm -hmm. and I'll just, or something, one little thing that, Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody notices and I'll like, drive home and just beat myself up. Mm -hmm. And I finally had, this is very new. I was like, this isn't serving me. This Mm -hmm. isn't serving my highest self. This isn't serving others. Mm -hmm. I'm wasting time when I can be, okay, I did the best I could. How can I be better? Instead of why didn't I Mm -hmm. do it, do it this way or say it that. And it's like, I mean, you can take that with every aspect of your life. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Is this serving me? Mm -hmm. And if that thought isn't, it's taking you down a dark hole, like, I mean, I don't know, cancel, clear, move on. Like this isn't you like, it's like a constant, like self Mm check-in.
1: Yeah. I've gotten so much better with the dark hole. I used to start going into it and go, and it does not ever end, and you can just keep cycling down and down further into the rabbit hole of negative...
0: It gets worse. It gets worse. So, I,
1: yeah, I'm learning, like you said, to recognize when I'm going there and be like, mm-hmm. this isn't... Yeah. This isn't gonna help yeah. anything.
0: Yeah. And the, also, like, the realization um, of, like, life is... <laughs> it's moving, and it's fleeting, and there is an expiration date. And why do we... Me and anybody else, like, why do you want to spend it torturing yourself? Like, like when we can be creating a Mm -hmm. paradise, like you have in Joshua Tree. Like, Mm -hmm. this is this is the reality that I've created here. Magic. (laughs) Yeah, that's something that I just.
2: I had a moment the other day, just two days ago. I I was doing one thing. I was calling my sister on the phone, and as I was doing that, I was looking out the window, and just in that moment. I just had this wash of realization come over me. I have created this beautiful reality. This was just a, a, a vision and a dream seven years ago. And look at me now. Hmm. Like this is this is all because of of following, you know, my 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 call, the following my intuition and just being open and look what's happened. And all that happened just like in a millisecond. <laughs> like oh. And just coming into a state of presence and gratitude. And gratitude has a lot to do with um, with all of this as well. And we like to focus on those negative moments um, that can really take us down. When really there is so much to be grateful for. And even if there is something a negative experience that we're having, there's something in it that's that has a purpose. Mm-hmm. And there's something that can be received from from things that don't feel good. And so there's just there's something that is um, available. Uh, to us always, that is ready to help us. And so I really live my life in a way where I receive everything um, as a gift. And it might not read as a gift, but I know, like, there is something in this for me that I cannot see. And maybe... I will never be shown exactly what the purpose of this is, but I know that this is, there's a, there's a higher plan, a higher divine orchestration for everything down to every little detail in our lives. Um, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I love that's the ultimate surrender for me is just knowing that I can only know so much in this life, in this body with this, this particular mind. And, and there's so much magic in the mystery. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, magic and the
1: mystery. I really love that. Mm. <laughs> I, yeah. Everything you just said, I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what, like, what makes us do the opposite of that? What makes us have a closed heart? What makes us get super egoic and controlling? And what, why does, why do humans just naturally seem to do that as we grow up? Well, I don't think it's something that humans naturally do. I think it's something we've been
2: conditioned to mm. do. And and it has just a lot to do with um a lot to do with fear. It's 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 a lot of um a lot of these programs that we are that we've we've created in in these modern times and I mean, I don't I don't really know how what kind of subjects you you touch on on your on your your podcast, but um you know, like we're coming out of a time of patriarchy, mm-hmm. and so um, now that and that has everything to do with with creating a lot of structure, rigidity, rigidity and um, has ultimately created a culture of people who are disconnected and um, living in fear and who are shut down emotionally. And our true nature is to be in a state of love. And that's something that we have the opportunity now to reawaken to. And and with the end of the patriarchy happening now, um, people are feeling it. Even if they don't have that language um, or the awareness that it's happening, people are feeling a shift. And and it's like this energy of the divine feminine that has been repressed for, for such a long time that is coming back now. And, and there's so much healing that is taking place, um, as a result of that. And, and that's why there is this, um, this openness to these experiences that you might not have been interested in before. Like this, this mysterious cacao ceremony, you know, is appeal is appealing to a lot of people who know nothing about it. It just resonates. Something is speaking to people, you know, that, that is speaking to their hearts. And so it's like they're, they're receiving the guidance that, um, There's, there's something more to, to, to reality as we have been given and, and it's just time. It's time to, to listen to the, to that guidance and, you know, open the heart. It's like a collective shift. It's a collective shift. It's a collective shift for sure. Um, there's a lot of people moving to, to Joshua tree. I, I feel like this is happening to a lot of, um, non-city environments that have been quieter, that there's like a surge of, of city people. Um, there's, there's this collective uh, knowing on some level that they're, they're disconnected and it's seeking the connection that, that so many people have been living their whole lives without. And, and it's the same thing that happened for me, you know, and just knowing that I, I wasn't connected to my true self and, um, and the most basic of all ways to feel that connection is in nature. So I feel like that's why so many people are drawn to Joshua tree and, and other, um, nature environments right now. And just seeking people may not even know what it is, you know, that they're doing, but it's just like this hunger, almost this hunger that's happening, um, collectively for, for that, which has been so lacking and and what we have collectively been deprived of for so long
1: what are some aspects of divine feminine like how what are some ways you know that that's trying to express itself through you is it being more loving like feeling more um open um okay
2: I think if you are recognizing that, um, I think it can manifest as discomfort.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Great. True. We are on the right path.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of what I said after the ceremony last night, actually, is that living in the heart is uncomfortable. It's
2: uncomfortable because it's very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And so... People um, and myself included in this. Like when I get to that really vulnerable place, it's just like, ooh, like this is different and um, and it's uncomfortable. When, when you're when you're experiencing something brand new on that level of, of heart open intimacy, it you know it, it feels good. But even after a cacao ceremony, sometimes people can um, can kind of shut down. Uh, or I mean, I don't know, shut down. You might want to cut that out. Not shut down, but. <laughs> But just kind of recoil yeah, a little yeah. bit, like just kind of like, oof, you know, like I really, yeah, yeah. And, um, and so for me, that's why I feel like it's important for people to just continue working with these practices that are continuously opening the heart. Cause it takes time. It takes, um, practice and um you're exercising the heart you know like it wants to be in that state but it just hasn't been in that state in a long time in this like constant state of openness it's it's something that i um, strive for in my daily work it's in my own personal life and this is the ultimate message that i am intending to bring through in all of the work i do in service to the world
0: is for all of us to come into that place of open-heartedness i do have to i do I would like to share my experience when you yeah at yesterday's Mm -hmm. ceremony when you said oh the ceremony Mm -hmm. um why don't you yeah why don't you will you
1: will you tell the listeners a little bit what a ceremony a cacao ceremony is sure
2: yeah uh yeah because again it's 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 a mysterious um experience uh for most people who don't know anything about it and uh, cacao is a is a plant medicine. Um, she's a she's a a feminine plant spirit that has been a very sacred uh, plant uh, guide and um, ally for for thousands and thousands of years. And it's uh, it's a plant medicine that has been held very um, very sacred by ancient Mayan cultures and. Um, it's the intention with these ceremonies are to bring people together and, and introduce this plant spirit uh, into their hearts where she can do this beautiful work to journey into your heart space and, and open, open up the heart and allow for you to come into this awareness of, of your own true state of, of bliss and divine love. And she's very gentle. She she just wants you to feel that love and bring to your awareness things that are hiding in your heart that are um, closing you down.
1: And it's essentially a a tea, like made of beans. Well,
2: it's it's a drink. I mean, it's I wouldn't call it a tea. It's it's a it's it's actual um, cacao beans um that the one that what i use is is particularly i either work for with cacao that has been uh wildly harvested in guatemala or in ecuador and um the cacao beans are ground down into a paste and so that paste is then melted and warmed in water and so the cacao ceremonies are drinking uh this this elixir essentially and um drinking the medicine
0: it smells like hot cocoa a little bit yeah i mean this is what
2: hot chocolate as modern day um society knows it to be has been derived from is is from cacao (sighs) cacao this cacao is what chocolate is made from and and the the mainstream chocolate that's out there um is a, a very much like energetically deflated uh Version of cacao, <laughs> yeah, because it's so
0: processed and there's so much added to it that's not good for most people. So I totally was not expecting what to happen to me happen during the ceremony after we drank it, because mm-hmm. you were talking about like going into the chambers of your heart, mm. and for me, I had a very vivid memory. Now, I don't even want to call it a memory. It felt like I was there, like mm. back to the time where I was really young and I was like scared and feeling like abandoned. And I kind of like held my child self mm. through like all these different stages. Like when we were, I think when everybody was lying down and you were doing a guided mm-hmm. meditation, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to miscall call it anything or it was really profound. Mm. Like the experience of like, I felt like I healed so many parts of myself that my heart is closed because I didn't get the proper love Mm -hmm. that I needed to get. And so it was me going back in like all these different stages and just like holding myself, my, my inner child at different places, telling myself like you're loved and you're safe. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah. So Mm. thank you for that. Mm. That was That was hugely emotional and hugely healing for me. And Mm. I was not, you know, I wasn't expecting that to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. How often do you do the ceremonies?
2: I, I do them twice a month and typically I offer them on the new moon and the full moon and, and honor the, the natural cycles in that way and work with those, those energies. And, um, when there is a, is a holy day, a foot like the spring equinox or winter solstice or one of those days um i'll i'll hold a ceremony on 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 those days as well so yeah which is why we caught you last night yes yes, yes. yes. in celebration of the birth of spring um so yeah, and, and the experiences are different for people every time. There's just so many, there's infinite layers of healing that can be done. And so cacao is just ready to to guide you on, you know, whatever layer is up for you at the present time. And she's just so, she can be very subtle. And so sometimes it might not feel like anything has happened, but at the very least, you just feel blissful and euphoric, which is a benefit to to you <laughs> <laughs> which is a plus and um and we did times- go home and
1: dance for four hours i love it yeah. we danced for four hours <laughs> without knowing we
0: were like why did why are we all so sore today i was dripping sweat i wouldn't stop dancing that's amazing we were playing like 90s music <laughs> who put on wait, uh, i'm every woman and we stood up and were losing our mind screaming i'm every woman <laughs> I love it so much. Thank you.
2: (laughs) It's definitely this energy of celebration because ultimately that's what we want to come into is just knowing that when we can be in the state of, of love and loving ourselves, we just generate that energy in this way that becomes
1: celebratory. Like this life is a gift and we can celebrate it in every moment. Yeah. It's fun to realize that we don't have to get anything more there's no striving to be done to just have a good time and celebrate mm-hmm. exactly creation as it is because mm-hmm. it's so fucking cool i just i can't believe i'm at a point in my life where it feels good to exist because it used to not
2: mm-hmm. yeah and there's there's a teaching that i love that says that everything is perfect yeah. Every single moment is perfect, unless you are comparing it to something else. Mm. And so, if or, if or you're like fighting against it, yeah,
0: being something, yeah, being yeah. something else,
1: yeah. Oh yeah, Eckhart Tolle is like unhappiness isn't unhappy unless you mind. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Right. It's mm-hmm. like wishing this moment was different. Right. Than what it is. Right. And so you're not being connected in that moment with
2: the gifts that are available to you yeah we're we're constantly surrounded by abundance and beauty and we just have to open our eyes to it yeah it's, it's like all they're, there they're
0: trying to come to us but we're pushing it away because we're rejecting the moment
1: mm-hmm. so.
0: what do you think about abundance like what do you think
1: about obviously you have a beautiful home and it's not like you've um Given away all of your possessions or anything mm-hmm. like that, you are actually telling me your a picture of your home ended up in Vogue, which is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you what do you think about wanting to in- attend intend to get a lot of abundance or to get a book deal or to get this or that or that is that healthy things to do or do you kind of just see what unfolds for you? Um, Good question. I. I think that, well, Thanks. My, ah. it, it pertains a lot to myself. <laughs> I I'm like, it. if they want a book deal, I'm um, a bigger house for their cat named Finn.
0: <laughs> very specific.
2: <laughs> well, I've definitely gone through different, um, levels on, on my journey and there've been times where it's been very much like I could live in a cave mm. and not have anything and be happy and, um, and feel that abundance of, you know, all all you need is, is that connection with nature and, 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 and joy, you know, it just, it's, it's there. But ultimately what it came to for me was in my particular journey, was knowing that my, um, my calling here is to share my gifts with others and to live in a state of, of removed isolation in a cave or something like that. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, be doing my greatest work in the world, and so a lot of my work has to do with communicating with others and creating space for others, and so being engaged with others, and so I'm engaged in in community. I'm engaged in in relatively normal life, and so that requires me, yeah, to um, to to have money flowing in, abundance flowing in. Um, if and it just it's a matter of what you know, it, that's another thing that you just need to check in constantly ah. about and feel like what, it, what is the intention behind these things that I'm doing and making money from, or why do I want to do this thing? Is it because it's going to make me money or is it because there's a greater purpose to this? Um, and that's, that, those are the questions I pose to myself when I'm doing this kind of work in the world. It's definitely, um, for me personally, it's, it's, a. Uh, it's a very tricky area um, when I'm devoted completely to my spiritual path and that is my work. And it's it's something that I've had to come into healing um, for myself is resolving these, these ideas like these poverty contracts and thinking like you can only be your most spiritual self if you know, you're not receiving, you know, you have to be poor and, Mm. you know, just be in service. And, um, that just wasn't serving me ultimately because I can't support myself in the normal world. If I want to be in community, if I want to be, um, engaging with, with the world and, and expanding it. And that is my, my intention is to continuously expand, um, and reach more people. Um, I, I, you know, if, if I'm not making any sort of abundance from, through my offerings, then I have to work for someone else. I have to make money somehow, you know? And so I had to come into resolution within myself, um, this agreement that yes, I can, I can receive, you know, money in exchange for my spiritual practices. Like it just has to be that way. I'm helping other people. This is, (laughs) it's an energy exchange. And so ultimately, um, it kind of has come down to that kind of awareness where money is just a, a different form of energy, and at the very least, you, when you are offering something to someone, um, just being able to open, allow yourself to receive what is, you know, being given to you in return, and just a lot of the the time, I think in the past I was just shutting myself down from receiving um, the gifts and the and you know the reciprocity factor is really um, essential. And, um, and so with the ceremonies, they're donation based generally. And at the very least, if, if somebody doesn't have, um, money for that, I, you know, that is, I don't ever turn anyone away. And I, I just, I ask that they, they, help in some way like there has to be some sort of energetic exchange and i just think that's important for the person who's receiving the gift to to come bearing a gift you know yeah, it's just to, a way to engage value with value it yeah and yeah. and that's just a way that i engage with with life in general and something that i think that we a lot of the times we don't think about like we might think about going to a person's house who's invited us over for dinner and um, bringing, you know, flowers or, or some sort of like offering in exchange for that generosity. Um, but we don't often think about um, our, you know, walks out in nature. If we're picking flowers, like that's taking something from nature, which is a gift. Like she's, she's generous. She's giving us all kinds of beauty and abundance constantly. She doesn't ask for anything in return, but she, she gives it. And so we take from her, if we're picking flowers or, or, or taking herbs, um, for, for medicine, it's so important to just be conscious of that. I'm going to give something back to her and like, just leave some sort of offering in exchange for what we're taking. And I just think that has so much to do with, um, that whole thing about being present and aware. And that is something in itself that I think is that level of awareness helps to live in a state of openness and open heartedness because it's, it's gratitude, yeah, that that energetic exchange ultimately comes down to gratitude.
1: I'm obsessed with gratitude. It's <laughs> Oprah's little cheat sheet <laughs> thing because it's such an easier vibration to get to than love. Sometimes uh-huh. you can just start listing gratitudes. Exactly, it's something I do every day. I mean, that's
2: it's it's effortless for me. Um, it's woven into my 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 language from the moment I wake up um, till I go to bed and. I I think I even shared in the ceremony last night that I I wake up every morning and the first thing that I acknowledge is I give gratitude to my mother and to my father and to divine mother and to divine father for birthing me into this existence because this life is a gift.
1: That's beautiful.
0: Yeah, I'm hearing this so clearly. Like, I feel like my mind is exploding Mm. (laughs) in the best way because so receiving in order to receive you need to remain in gratitude at all times Mm, definitely and I think though like our physical world that we live in I mean especially me like in the city there's so many I forget that flowers come from the ground Mm -hmm. because I don't see the ground I see gravel Mm -hmm. and I just go oh I pay for them and here's money and like I forget to go they came from the earth Mm -hmm. and that's something that's I'm just like oh my god I need to be more conscious about the food that I eat the things that I'm Mm -hmm. buying are all coming from the earth Mm -hmm. do you think a lot of humans easily forget that
2: definitely I mean the way that things are now everything is just handed over to us and packaged and and so a good question to to consistently ask is where does this come from Mm -hmm. always I ask that even though my at this point I I live a pretty um you know I don't I don't really use products and nothing food wise that I buy is pre is pre-made or packaged food um, but I'm getting most of my, my produce from Farmer's Market out here. And even then, it's just like this awareness. Like, I'm, I'm so, like, connected to the fact that these people are growing this food. And, and sometimes I'll pick up a, a bunch of cilantro. And there's a whole huge stack of this bundled cilantro. And I'm just wondering, like, what does that look like? This What is this cilantro all of the cilantro look like growing out of the ground from this farm like I and I tell that to the farmers like I want to come and see all of I love cilantro
0: can like. I just say I worked on a farm for three years when mm. I lived in Connecticut it was a fruit and vegetable farm and I loved it I loved it I was outside every day like in silence around just helping create food like healthy food like every day there was I don't know it's something that I like I weirdly miss that I I guess it's not that weird but (laughs) well you're in the sun you're working with with plants in the earth yeah that's so that's the
1: best nourishment you can you can bless yourself with I have one last question for you before we have to leave the womb which is the (laughs) perfect environment you have created um how is receiving the energy of love or nourishment or anything in that vein different than receiving the energy of money? Why do some people so easily receive love but they can't receive money or so easily receive money but they can't receive love? Why Why is that? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, what are those
2: yeah. Well, in terms of... People uh, Unable to receive money. There's such a stigma around it. And there's this idea. Well, you know what? Okay, this is this is what it's coming to me now is in both regards. There's something um, with money, it has to do with this idea of greed, like wanting money means that you're greedy. And, and then this idea of of love, not being able to receive love. Um, Again, that that root the root of that has to do with not loving yourself, and so that would be this idea that loving yourself um, is somehow you know it gets it gets contorted the way that wanting money or receiving money is greedy like that's a contortion, and um, loving yourself or wanting you know to be in a state of love might be construed as um, being. Uh, what's a good word for that like self uh i want to say i was going to say self-absorbed um i feel like there's something better also i think like weak as well for uh some people well that vulnerability Mm -hmm. yeah so um hmm it's a good question Really it all comes down to like the fact that all of it is the same. Oh, you know, it's all the shit. same. Yeah. You know, it's all energy mm-hmm. and it all comes from the same mm-hmm. source. So <laughs> <Yeah>. Amen. <Angela. laughs> There's this inability, I suppose, to for, for so many of us to to see how everything is connected. And so if we have a disruption in our relationship to money or a relationship to to receiving um love or loving ourselves like it's 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 some sort of wound that's coming from ultimately the same place Mm. that's some sort of discord within us um that's asking for healing to come into wholeness
1: so wherever you might be in your life wherever you're listening to this if you just stop and pause and get present all of the the lessons and the things that you need to learn really are being shown to you in the present moment if you just take a second and look around and see what's coming up and explore it from there well yeah I would I would say not everything you need to know is
2: going to be shown to you but uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I would say by by everything coming you into need to know right now, everything well, you yeah. need to know in the present moment um, is available to you. And it's a matter of looking within and just taking the time and the commitment to consistently tune in with that inner voice and just take that that time of, of stillness and silence, whether you are able to connect with nature every single day or if it's just sitting in silence alone for five minutes You know, that's, Mm -hmm. that's how you start to really open into your own inner guidance and wisdom.
0: The thing that I'm getting is like, if you reject the moment, then you reject the gifts. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you're, yeah, you're limiting yourself to, to the, the potential of
0: what's available to you. So it's like the only choice is to live with an open heart. I mean. There's nowhere around it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've
1: been trying so hard I, to find another route. <laughs> I feel,
0: I mean, the way that I would
2: say it is, I, I feel like the, the open heart is the key to, to your happiness, to, to coming into your wholeness and to living your most authentic
0: life. And I, I feel like I thought at a young age, I need this shield and this armor mm-hmm. that I built up to protect myself against mm-hmm the big bad scary world and it's such a disservice to me mm-hmm. and I feel like the more I shed that armor and the more I love myself and love others like it just feels I feel more connected mm-hmm. I feel more alive everything flows everything matters everything matters and and it's interesting because I feel like I go in and out of it and I yeah I, 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 I mean, I, I want to master it, but mm-hmm. I know that that just takes, I guess, practice and mm-hmm. allowance and I understand that was well put. Yeah. It's a daily practice. <sighs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, I have to say my heart is open right now.
1: Mm. Mine is too. <laughs> thank, Mine is too. <laughs> thank you, Angela, for opening our hearts and speaking <laughs> with us today. We are so lucky. Mm. Thank you so much from the bottom of our open hearts. Dana, (laughs) thank you.
0: Thank you for having
1: me. I mean, always. Duh. We love you so much. Um, Vibrators, have a lovely day. And... Rate this podcast five stars I've never said that before But
0: I say it every episode I'm forgetting
1: And you know what Today we really gave you a gift So you give me that one pack <laughs> just kidding uh, Yeah Rate the podcast five stars Join us on the Superficial Magic Vibrators Facebook group And join the conversations And we love you so much And we will talk to you next week Bye This is what you gotta do Ain't no treadmill No, no, no Ain't nobody no, 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 do, no. do it on a yoga mat. No, no, no. It's from
0: shaking that. These Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.